What If, Season 1, Episode 6. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Marvel Plus, the podcast devoted solely to the Disney Plus Marvel series. My name is Brett Scott, I am your host, and this is the show. Yes sir, you heard that right, the big bopper, Brett Scott, coming at you. <laughs> what if, like, what if I was serious, what if from now on, that's just the voice that I use, like this ridiculous... This ridiculous radio announcer voice, and I just completely switched it up, and, and that was just how the show was from now on. How many of you would immediately stop listening to the show? And and what if what if like what if I took it even further and like it, I talked to the guests that way? What if I was like, "That's a great point, Kurt," uh, but did you catch Star Lord's outfit in that episode? Totally cringe, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for coming back week after week. Thank you for writing into the show and sharing your thoughts and, and sh- supporting the show on Patreon. Thank you for all that you do to, to support me and my little Marvel-themed passion project. Seriously, I, if it wasn't for you guys, I probably wouldn't be doing this. Okay, that's that. That's not true. I I would probably still be doing it. I I mean, like I'm the guy who I've been on YouTube for over a decade, and, and I'm still not YouTube famous. And and I just I just keep doing it. So either I'm I'm an extreme like sadomasochist, or or I just really enjoy what I do. But yeah, for sure, it, it's it's a lot more fun with all of you along for the ride. So, in all sincerity, thank you. Uh, Today, we're going to talk about What If, Season 1, Episode 6. But along the way, we're going to talk about the new Hawkeye trailer. We're going to talk about uh, the new Why the Last Man series on FX. And we're going to find out why our guest, Angry Andy Knowles, is so damn angry. Alright, you know me, I don't like to waste too much time in the intro. Let's jump right in and get to know Andy Knowles from Angry Andy Reviews. Andy, welcome to the show, my friend. Thanks for coming on. Oh, thank you for having me, mate. This is a a right treat. This is my my first transatlantic call, so I'm I'm well happy to be here. Thank you. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, So... I was just thinking about this earlier. I'm pretty sure you're the first just YouTuber. Like a lot of people I talk to are podcasters. They might also throw their stuff on YouTube, you know, but, but you're just, you're a straight up, just a YouTuber, correct? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, just everything I do is on YouTube. I don't, I don't have my own podcast. Um, yeah. So everything just goes through YouTube and I share that via Twitter and Instagram and yeah. Singular focus kind of guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, all right. So, well, your channel is called Angry Andy Reviews. So, first of all, how did you get the name? You don't seem that angry to me. Uh, yeah. Two and two. What do you review? Like, I mean, I know what you review, but I want the, I want the listeners to know what you review. Is it is it movies? Is it is it toys? Is it games? What is it? Products? Yeah. So um, the name kind of came from uh, a friend of mine um, called uh, called Dan. And you you probably know him as a uh, Spider Dan and the Secret Boars um, yes. from the Spider Dan the Secret Boars podcast. And basically. It stemmed from whenever we'd watch something really, really rubbish together, and I'd get really, really angry and frustrated that we were watching it. And you know, the name just came out. We, I was talking to him about, you know, the possibility of me, you know, starting up a YouTube channel, because originally I put everything through Facebook, you know, on just like on a, on a specific Facebook page, and um, I said I don't know what I don't know what name to go for, and he was like, oh, well, you're always angry, aren't you? So and I was like, oh, OK, fair enough. Yeah. Angry Andy reviews. But you're right. I'm not angry all the time. I do watch stuff that I like. I do review stuff that I like. I don't, I don't like specifically focusing on, on the anger as it is. But um, yeah, I review movies mainly, but um, I tend to drift into collectibles, uh, mainly Star Wars stuff when I get hold of it. So I don't really specifically buy anything, you know, per week or anything like that. Um, so you, I pick up lightsabers. There's some on the back wall, um, mm. and uh, Hasbro Black Series action figures as well. So I mainly just sort of do that alongside the movie reviews, which is the main, the main focus for me. Okay, well, so I, I actually I quite enjoyed your your Loki season finale <laughs> review, which uh, <laughs> which you did from the shower. Uh, so, yeah. and I've noticed it's kind of a theme in a, a couple of your videos. You, you have, um, kind of a different way to go about it. So like unique, you'll have one where you're waiting on the, 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 the coffee pot to yeah. be ready. Um, you are in the shower. So where, where did you get this idea to do this? Like out of the box stuff? Like, you know, I'm just going to record a review in the shower. Yeah. Well, it stems from, I've, I've, li I've, I've literally just started a new career um and it's taking up quite a lot of time because I'm, I'm having to do a lot of training and everything um both at home both away from home there's quite a lot of physical training as well and basically with the loki review i was i was literally stewing over it in the shower i was thinking about it thinking about what happened in the in the finale and i, I just thought there and then i went oh, i've got to get these thoughts out <laughs> so i literally just turned my phone on put it on top of the shower initially and started having a seeing if it would work and then it, it just morphed into that so it was literally just a case of I've got these thoughts I've got this little bit of time yeah I'm in the shower but so long as I don't drop the phone and show anybody anything I, I think it'll be all right yeah and it was the same thing with the with the um the kettle boiling review for Cruella the other uh, the other day again same thing I was in between training sessions and I was like I've got these thoughts. I need to get these thoughts out immediately. So I just ran with it. <laughs> I, I totally understand what that's like. Like, as you can see, not everyone can see because not everyone's watching, but I'm recording from my car. This is, I act out of necessity a lot of times too. I record yeah. from work. I record in between jobs. I, you know, I, in between taking the kids here, there, like I just 
do it when I can get it in. So I understand that yeah. completely. But I also think it, it adds a little bit of fun to your channel too. Like yeah. you never know where Andy's gonna be when he does <laughs> his next review. I've never really thought of it like that to be fair. Because I do I do like sitting, you know, in the setup that I've got and I love mm-hmm. recording and I love going back into the editing process and putting in, you know, clips and snippets or whatever. But yeah, I've yeah. never really thought like, you know, sometimes that little break in that monotony you know, could actually be beneficial, you know, for whoever's watching and for me yeah. as well. But yeah, I'm not sure about doing the shower one again. I might do if something catches me out when I'm when I'm thinking about it. But we'll just have to see see how far yeah. I can push uh, it. <laughs> yeah, Andy, Andy, re- angry Andy reviews from a roller coaster. You know, <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> I don't know about that. I struggle with roller coasters as it is. I love them, but I think I'd be more likely drop my phone halfway around. <laughs> yeah. So um, and and I what I was gonna say about your your Loki review is, it it differed from a lot of people's opinion of that final episode. Yeah. Uh, but but I happen to agree with you. It, it, that last episode did not blow my skirt up. Um, I remember yeah. when when we we did the review. When I did a a Loki roundtable where I had several people on to discuss it. Yeah. Everyone loved it. Everyone thought it was like the greatest. I because I always do this like, pick your favorite episode segment. And yeah, we yeah. break down why we like that episode the most out of the six or out of the nine or whatever. And of course, they they the, the both people I had on were like, oh, the finale, 100 percent. Obviously, it's the finale. Mm-hmm. And me, I was like, not the finale for me. You know, and I oh. think that kind of says something about the finale is if I'm not if that's not my favorite, the climax isn't my favorite. Yeah. You know, it kind of says something. Yeah, no, I agree, because there, there were a lot of people praising that sort of the way it ended, the way it sort of left everything open, everything. But wasn't about that for me it was by that point I literally said it I was I was fed up of people sitting down and talking around the table and giving out plot and giving out you know everything I wanted to see that plot that they were talking about I wanted to see even if it was only like little snippets I just wanted to see more and um I don't know that seems to be something that's popping up for me a little bit I say a little bit quite a fair bit with you know, not necessarily just Marvel, but with other, you know, other shows, other films, like they're, they're talking about it rather than actively showing you. And yeah. it's, it, it gets on my nerves a little bit. I think, yeah, I think right. that's where sort of like my whole focus sort of fell on that, that season finale. Yeah. Bit of a shame, really. I was, I was disappointed that I ended up feeling like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, <laughs> I, do you think it's maybe just budgetary? You think it's just the budget is why they're, you know, talking rather than showing yeah. a lot of the stuff? I mean, it's it's difficult, isn't it? Because you think of budget and then you think of Marvel and you, and you go, well, it's Marvel. It's Disney. They've got all this money in the, in the world. They put out all these, these mega blockbuster films, but it, it could well be. It could well be. They might have just had a, a very set because especially in Loki – there were a lot of um, a lot of effects, a lot of you know really detailed backdrops, which I, I loved. Absolutely loved some of like the, the the sequences where you know they're showing you the distance, especially on the episode where they're trapped on that planet, which is about to be destroyed by a moon. I think it is. It looks fantastic. Yeah. So you got to think the amount of budget they went into creating those effects, creating that look, you know, the lighting, all the extras that are in it as well. So, I mean, it could be a budgetary thing, but on the other hand, you do go, well, it's Marvel. 
it's Loki. Yeah. Surely they should just be pumping every bit of dollar into that and just really, yeah. really, you know, going for every single moment, especially when they're describing, you know, the multiversal war. It didn't have to show a lot, but I wanted to see more than just plasticine figures, which I have on my shelf, you know, just battling out on the table. I can do that at home. That's not what right. I want to see. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it would have been nice to see that multiversal war because they they reference it several times. In the very first episode, they're referencing uh, yeah. a multiversal war. And then they reference it here and how there's several different versions of this maybe Kang, maybe not Kang character. Um, And but you never see any glimpses of that other Kang or of this multiversal war or different universes. I guess that's kind of what this what if series is for um, to see into other ones. But we haven't seen Kang yet pop up anywhere. I mean, I get, yeah. I get why they probably didn't want to reveal Kang, but at the same time, they mm-hmm. kind of technically have in a way. Yeah, they've, yeah. Shown, they've shown the actor front and centre, and it's definitely the actor who's going to be playing Kang. So yes. you're like, okay, even just a snippet, because obviously thinking back to the first Avengers film where we get that just that small snippet of the side of Thanos' face, the after credits, you know, mm-hmm. that was game-changing. I remember being sat in the cinema with, um, with Dan Brazier, and everyone that we were with sort of turned to him and went, who the hell is that? You know, I wanted something like that, even though, yeah, you've got this guy who does look like Kang. I wanted that little bit of a thing where you literally sit there and go, oh, who is that? You know, yeah. even if it's just an arm or something, you know, connected to the way the character looks in the comics or something. Just a little something, a little mm-hmm. teaser. But, yeah, like you said, maybe that's what we'll get further on in What If. Um or even in Loki season two, uh, you can only hope, really. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about that, too. Um, you know, the way that everyone knows so much about the things we're watching before we even watch it, like knowing that this person might pop up or this person or like, you know, just theorizing that Kang, people were theorizing that Kang would show up the whole series. They're like, oh, he might show up here because time travel and this and that. And we know he could be involved. Um, but if it weren't for everyone knowing that that actor is slated to play that character, we'd have yeah. no idea because he doesn't ever go by the name Kang. No, um, yeah. You know, he, what, he who remains. So it, yeah. it, it yeah. could have been a very different thing. Like they're like, if no one knew who had been cast as Kang, which is, I mean, I get it. It's impossible to keep those kind of secrets sometimes. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, look at the whole, the spider-man thing going on right now with like andrew garfield like de- denying that he's in it and, and everything yeah. it's like i don't know you can't do that with every single actor and every single thing yeah. sometimes you gotta announce stuff um but yeah it, it could have just if, if we didn't know all that we didn't know who the actor was if we didn't know um if we hadn't didn't have everyone speculating kang's gonna show up here he comes you know we would have been it might have been more intriguing even it might have been like who is this guy i want to know like i um you know which i'm sure i'm sure a lot of people didn't know who thanos was right when they saw him the first time they're like who's that and then the the guy who's read all the comics is like oh that's you know that's get ready like you know yeah so yeah yeah i i'm same as you on that i yeah wasn't blown away by the finale i I like the series i like the idea of it i like time travel i love sci-fi so it was fun for me um but i didn't like how the last couple episodes played out i just really didn't yeah yeah likewise agree 100 percent 
like I love the um I love that they introduced the multiverse. That, like that that's good. Like I like the ending saying, "Hey, the multiverse is is open, you know, wide open now." Um, I yeah. like that aspect. But yeah, the whole sitting down talking to Kang the entire episode, or he who remains the entire episode, I didn't yeah. get much from that. Yeah, because it's I think with the multiverse, I think they want to set the stall out early, don't they? They really want to go. Okay, you've had Infinity War. This is what you're getting, and this yeah. is where it's going. And whatever happens in this is whatever happens. There's gonna, yeah. a whole multitude of different things that can happen here. So I think they wanted to get that out early. And I think it's it's probably a better idea that they got that out early rather than letting it all simmer and everyone going, oh, just come on, reveal it's happening. Just tell us it's happening. Because obviously what happens in Endgame when, when Doctor Strange sort of, um, sorry, when Hulk goes and gets the time stone and um the ancient one sort of telling them about the whole linear time and everything we get it there we get this whole idea that you know you can affect the way that linear time runs so we know it exists we just don't know exactly how it exists so in that one one aspect loki as a series is really good because it's, it, it tells you absolutely yep it's fractured it's all buggered here we go enjoy the ride yeah. Yeah, that was the best aspect of it for me. Um, so switching gears just a little bit here. You were the first person I've had on since the new Hawkeye trailer dropped. So did yeah. you did you ha- did you have a chance to check that out? Yeah, yeah. I managed to watch it on the day it came out. And um, yeah, really, really intriguing, really intriguing. And you know what? I absolutely love that it's set at Christmas. Yes, I absolutely love that it's set at Christmas purely because. I immediately got those those Christmas action movie vibes from it, like Die Hard, like Lethal Weapon, um, yep. even some of the like you know the more rubbish rubbish action movies set at Christmas. Just, I just got all those vibes, like just the way that it looks, um, like the little bits of music that were coming through, the snow, mm. everyone dressed up, you know, trying to keep warm. Loved it. Loved the way it looks. Yeah, yeah, the the whole Christmas thing I I enjoyed very much too. Like having a Christmas song be the background music the entire time. Um, yeah. Yeah. It brings, it, it, it just, it puts you in that Christmas mode, man. And like, like I'm, I'm a type of person who hey, I probably annoys everyone, but <laughs> I, I start, I start listening to Christmas music, like in October. Like, oh, you know, are you like, one of them? Yeah. Yeah. I can't, I can't help it because as soon as the radio starts playing it, like on stations, I'm like, uh, that's the station I'm listening to now. I guess that's what I'm doing. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I, I like enjoying the, the holidays as they come. But yeah. but yeah, something it, it, it just like this this trailer, it like makes you want to be there watching it. It makes you want to be yeah, yeah. at, at Christmas time watching this thing. And it's cool that it's it's going to be set at Christmas and taking place during Christmas over the holiday break. And I think it's going to work out really well. And one of the things I like about all these Disney Plus series is that they they're differentiating them. They're, they're making them feel a little bit different. Each one has a kind of a different feel, right? You've got like the, you've got the very captain America boots on the ground, espionage type thing with the, with the Falcon and winter soldier. Then you've got like the, the science fiction thing with the time travel. Then you've got some mysticism with Wanda. Uh, And they've all been different. And I am like, well, what's left? Well, we haven't had a, a Christmas time action romp yet. (laughs) So that's awesome. 
No, yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, it's probably one like the standout aspects for me. I think with the the different shows is that they are they are sort of catering to the characters and really picking up on the flavors of the characters. So yeah, with One Division, we got all this weird sort of, you know, like you said, the mysticism and playing into sort of like the mind altering aspects and how that affects the world. And with Hawkeye, it'll literally be you know, somebody throws a Molotov at him through a window and he catches it and throws it back because that's what he does on the ground yeah. in the middle of a warehouse, you know, that kind of stuff. I, I love how they're, they're differenti- differentiating to that and playing to the character's strengths in that respect. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm pretty excited for it, got to yeah. admit. Same, same. Um, all right, so one more thing before we jump into the episode. I, I want to ask you about something else that, that it just dropped this week. And I'm sure you've heard about it, but I'm wondering if, if you've seen it or if you if you're interested in it, if you even care. Uh, but but it's why the last man they, they made a series on FX of why the last man. And it's based on the, you know, critically acclaimed audience acclaimed epic 60 issue comic book series. And are you on board for this? Do, have you read the book? Have you seen the show yet? Um, I haven't read the book, to be fair. Um, I've been meaning to pick it up for a very long time. Um, I've had numerous people tell me over the years that I need to pick it up and get it read. And I've just never got around to it. But um, when the trailer came out, I can't even remember when the trailer came out. But when it came out, I was like, OK, I'm going to jump straight in. Um, I'm going to see where it takes me and then probably pick up the comic book further on down the line. So, yeah, I managed to watch the first episode um yesterday i think it was and was a bit unsure at first i think sort of like the early parts of the show where he's jumping from all the different characters um kind of threw me off a bit i wasn't really sort of um settling in with with any of the characters at first Mm -hmm. but then that underlying sort of weirdness that was creeping through you know when um i don't know if you see have you seen it yourself oh yeah 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 I I cautious wasn't giving away any plot details then or anything. (laughs) No, um, I I know what you're saying though. Like it's building the whole time. There's this thing that you're expecting to happen the entire time. So there's like this tension building, like when's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? What's interesting about this show is, um, and and the comic book itself is that it's one of those, one of those books that is not superhero book. It's not a, um, you know, there's no one with powers going on here. This is, it, it's very much set in it, it's for an adult you know what i mean it's kind of for an adult or at least Absolutely, a young yeah. adult you know um and that 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 gives me an in with my wife because she has she wants nothing to do with superheroes um <laughs> she's she's not into the genre at all but yeah. you know i can show her this show and not even tell her it's based on a on a comic book series yeah, yeah, yeah. and she's like she's like oh uh, you know this isn't bad i could watch this and i'm like ha it's based on a comic book, like. <laughs> but um, the comic book on the table after the first episode. Bingo, I've got you. <laughs> yep, yep. So I think I've actually got her to watch some something based on a comic book now. So yeah. that that's fun. Yeah, we sat and watched the first three back to back the first day that came out. So oh, nice. Um, ho- hopefully, I can keep her into it because I want to. I'm really liking the series, really liking yeah. it. And like I said, I I also have not read the book. And I've been meaning to, same as you, for years. Everyone's like, you got to read why, you got to read it. And um, that's one of those staples that I need to read still. Um, But, yeah, once the series actually came out, I was like, 
you know what? I'm just going to see what they give me because at this point, I don't want to be comparing the two. I just want to see like, what's the story. I want the story to unfold. Yeah. Um, and sometimes like it, it's like that with the MCU, like there's, of all the things we've seen so far, I knew most of the characters, some of their backgrounds, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. There's some character, there's some characters coming up that I I really know nothing about, and I'm I'm trying to avoid reading the source material just so I can yeah. be surprised. You know, um, Moon Knight is one of those characters that I really don't know yeah. much about, yeah. but it sounds intriguing. It sounds really cool, uh, and I don't want to know too much going in. I just <laughs> want it to tell me the story. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I agree definitely with uh, with why, because I I had no idea how they sort of get to the point where everyone has died uh, with the Y chromosome. So that was really sort of intriguing to me, just reading sort of like the um, the synopsis of it. And I was like, bloody yeah. hell, how, how, how are they going to do that? How are they going to showcase that? Because obviously we'd seen, you know, similar sort of devastation with The Walking Dead, you know, in that in that first season, that very first episode. And I thought, we're gonna have to do something either pretty spectacular or pretty alarm, you know, pretty alarming, pretty distressing. And the way that it happened, I mean, I played it back a couple of times because it starts off with, you know, you see a couple of animals, you know, dead on the street or whatever. And then yeah. um, I think it's there's like a dog, isn't there? That you, you see the dog. Now I, wa- okay. I watched I watched this first episode because I've not shown my missus yet, and I watched it just to see if there was anything to do with a dog in it. Uh, my missus, my missus is a bit sort of like, you know, doesn't want to see dogs getting hurt or anything. And when that came up, I went, I can't show her this. Yeah, I really can't show her this. But that was a bit unnerving. The dog sort of whimpering and everything. I was like, oh, bloody hell. They're not going to hold back here, are they? And then when it actually happens with the mm-hmm. president and then everybody in, in the Pentagon, my God. I was, I'm, I'm, my jaw, I was, my jaw was wide open. I was like, oh, and I, just, I played it back because I felt like I'd missed something because of just like, the shock of seeing everything happen. Um, so yeah, it's hooked me. It's definitely hooked me. So any of the, any of the sort of like earlier on feelings that I had of like, oh, I'm not really connecting with any of the characters at the minute. It's kind of, you know, been washed over and I'm intrigued because of, you know, the cataclysmic event. I'm intrigued to see where those characters go from where they are in those base elements. Like with Diane Lane, Diane Lane's a brilliant actress anyway. I can't wait yeah. to see what they do with her. I really can't wait just to see where it goes. Diane Lane, um, that that's my uh, that's my old lady crush. So <laughs> uh, my wife my wife saw her pop up. She's like, that's your old lady crush. I'm like, it is. It is. Uh, ever since I saw the Lonesome Dove series, um, where she plays this harlot. She, and this is she's very young in it. She's in her yeah, like yeah. 20, early twenties, maybe mid twenties. And she's just gorgeous. She's uh, yeah. she's a knockout. And then hasn't you know changed. she hasn't changed in years. <laughs> not much, not much. She she is like she's basically the hottest grandma on earth. She's really attractive <laughs> um, to this day. I, I no shame here. Um, I, another thing I thought was interesting about the series too is I was wondering how they would deal with say the um like the social elements of the series yeah. because it's all about you know, um, male, female, and then, like all the males die, right? Yeah. Well, they they actually I thought they navigated it pretty well to not really offend anybody, but still make it an intriguing yeah. like, yeah. okay, well, well, we'll make it everyone with a white chromosome. So, um, it 
just the way they handled it in the series was actually pretty clever. I, I think that it, yeah. I think they did it pretty well. Yeah, it's it's interesting because I was reading up on that after I watched the first episode um, to, I think, it was either the showrunner's comments or one of the director's comments and basically how they were they were looking at sort of like the disparities of women working in key sectors like in power plants or, you know, in truck driving or anything. And it was interesting sort of like reading that alongside knowing that all these men have died and how that will shape the world in itself in itself yeah um so yeah yeah i agree they, they've sort of navigated because i've only seen the first episode i don't know what happens in episode two or three but it's interesting for me with that in mind to sort of look out mm-hmm. for those bits and pieces to see where it goes what transpires because I'm, I'm assuming i'm just guessing purely because um they say in the episode that Air Force Two has gone down with the vice president on and everything. So I'm assuming, guessing that Diane Lane probably becomes president, maybe. That's just a little bit of a I'm throwing that up in the air because obviously she's um in amongst everything that's going on. She's a congresswoman, so um I don't really know American politics that well. So forgive me if I do get something wrong, but I'm just guessing that that might happen. So I was thinking about that Kiefer Sutherland series where everyone gets killed and uh, what happens there and he gets promoted to president. So, yeah, it's really, 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 really interesting for me going forward. I can't wait to watch the watch, um, next couple of episodes. We're slaves to Disney Plus over here. So waiting for, yeah. it to, waiting for them to air on Disney Plus. So, yeah, pretty good, pretty exciting. But just going back to what you were saying about not knowing anything, I agree Again, with what you said with the Marvel stuff, because when Guardians of the Galaxy came out, knew nothing about it, and yes. you know at the time um, that became, you know, that sailed. Nobody knew anything about them, and it it absolutely skyrocketed. Everyone fell in love with the characters because they were that bizarre, but yet they had you know key human elements into them. So you know, hopefully with these with these new characters they're bringing out, like you said, Moon Knight, even the Eternals. I'm hoping they really focus in on those human aspects, those, you know, those emotional aspects that bring everyone together and, you know, make them stand out as 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 good characters. Yeah. 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 Same with like Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, I, I feel like that's a really good one that doesn't the first film, at least, doesn't connect too much to the rest of the MCU. Yeah. You, yeah. you can really show anyone as a standalone film and, you know, it just be this awesome, yeah. you know, sci fi film. Yeah. yeah yeah i mean I the, the key point is is that they they focused on the characters yeah. and that's that's the where it wins they focused on the characters they made a tree lovable a walking tree lovable you know you didn't really fall in love with the trees or the ents in lord of the rings you know right. but you fell in love with Groot, and he can only say one word and it, it's it's the skill yeah. of writing those characters um if they can do that with any of these new characters going forward like like moon knight like the eternals then I'm sure there'll be another winner somewhere further down the line. Yeah, I know that's that's one of the things that, and I know people harp on the 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 fact that the MCU is so formulaic and they follow this formula and that's what they do and you know that's what works. Um, but I think to me that is what makes the MCU so interesting is the characters, right? And yeah, absolutely. They're very different. They are not all formulaic. They have very different personalities, and they're yeah. written very well so that's that's what keeps me coming back like even if every movie ended almost the exact same way if you got different characters interacting 
you know, yeah. differently throughout. I mean, that's why people watch soap operas. You know what I mean? You, you yeah, know, yeah, it's exactly, yeah. Because the storylines of soap operas are so so formulaic. We, yes. we get them over here, Coronation Street and EastEnders. They're as formulaic as you can get. Like right. they're as formulaic as putting one Lego brick on top of another one, and again and again and again. But yep. yeah, people just come back for the characters. And yep. the thing with soap operas, I don't, I don't know whether it's the same over in America, but in the UK, people fundamentally believe these characters are real people. <laughs> like they literally believe they are real yeah. people and yeah. you know there must be something in those characters like the way they're written the way they're shown you know if people believe in them then surely that's good writing surely that's good yeah. characterization i don't yeah. watch them myself but you know right. if, if it's working you can't really knock it can you so even if yeah. they are formulaic and sometimes i'm i am like oh here we go same tropes again but if the characters excel then it wins for me it wins for me and i think you guessed said last week like if you're on, if you're on that hype train you're on it you know if you're not yeah. on it you, you're not going to get on it at all so i'm, I'm still on it i've not i've not checked out yet because i know a lot of people were saying they wanted to be they wanted to to leave after endgame they're like oh i'm not going to watch anymore well why mm. why i don't i don't i don't get it you know but yeah i was curious yeah, I I was like, they do. yeah yeah exactly see what happens i mean Myself, I was like, oh, yeah, I'd be quite happy if it ended here, but, you know, mm-hmm. they're still going to keep going, so I'm still going to keep watching. Yeah. Yeah. I ended that with, with kind of a worry of, like, where do they go from here? How how can they do, you know, yeah. what can they do to, to, to top this, you know? Yeah. Um, or even be on par with this, you know? So, yeah. And people forget, though, that those characters that they took to, to mainstream status are all, like, B and C level yeah. Marvel characters. Like, they, yeah, they exactly. weren't the they weren't Wolverine. They weren't, you know, uh, yeah. these big mainstays and yeah. they made it, made them household names. Like it, yeah. it's insane. So yeah, it, it's interesting. And I, I'm, I'm looking forward to what they do next because is the first time there was any doubt, like after Endgame was like, man, I, I don't know if they can keep this yeah. thing going at that, you know, that's, yeah. that was amazing. And, um, but now I'm just like, Let's see. Let's see. Because so far it's it's building up to be a pretty intriguing ride. It's going to be. Yeah, fun. exactly. Yeah. And even with like cause I've not exactly been enamored by um, Black Widow or Shang-Chi, um, mm-hmm. to tell you the truth. Um, even some of the, you know, some of these 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 new Marvel shows, I've not really I've not, I wasn't totally enamored with Falcon Winter Soldier. But there's still that element there for me like you said earlier of the intrigue it's the intrigue that's you know that's really really driving me because i want to see you know how far they do push this multiverse how far they do push you know all these characters you know mixing in or things going wrong and um you know probably gonna talk about it shortly but the what if episode with dr strange what happened in that episode completely Mm. was spectacular it's that kind of stuff that i want to see i want to see you know when things are going wrong you know, and how that affects, you know, how that how that has wider implications for characters or, you know, spawns new characters or blends different universes together and causes more chaos. That's what's driving me through, I think, even though these, you know, obviously Shang-Chi is the first film. It's going to be a bit more formulaic. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, what comes after that, I'm hoping really sort of drives it forward. And what we saw at the end of uh, Shang-Chi sort of like the end credits bit was you know s- all those seeds were just placed 
and it just made me go, oh, bloody hell, it's happening. <laughs> it's all going to go off. So Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it 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 brought you back to that that feeling you would get after each Marvel film when you when you saw that end credit scene and you're like, oh, what does that mean? What yeah. does this mean? You yeah. know. So uh, it felt good to be back in that space again with a new film. So at least yeah, it, whether you liked it or not, it's like it, Black Widow was was a prequel film um, yeah. introducing yeah. new characters, which which I, I rather enjoy the new characters that they've introduced. Yeah. Um, but like Shang-Chi was the first new thing we got. This yeah, is like the first, yeah. this, this is it, kicking it off. And um, just to have that feeling again, it's great, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I loved how, how it came across Shang-Chi. Because really, I'm, I'm a big sort of uh, martial arts movie fan. So all of that for me was just, it was working perfectly. I absolutely loved it. Um, yeah. Which is why I sort, of, I sort of drifted off with the latter half of the film when it went into sort of like the, the CGI mystical sort of realm thing. So I was like, oh no, yeah. just take, take me back to the bus with a fight on the yeah. bus. Take me back to the scaffolding fight because that was that was the best part for me because it's yeah literally you know fighting real people in real environments you know with real world stakes you know if he falls off he's dead if that bus crashes and they haven't saved it you know they haven't you know beat the bad guys they're all dead you know that was the kind of stuff I was like at the edge of my seat with so yeah I was hoping they'd stick the landing with that but they didn't but you know again. That makes me think of what comes in the future. What's he going to be like when he's going toe to toe with somebody who's a lot more powerful than him? You know, how is he going to meld all this? Um, you know, these this kung fu, this martial arts. How is he going to bring that to the table? And that's that's pretty exciting for me, regardless of the fact that yeah. you know I didn't really like the end of the film. I'm still pretty excited about where it goes for him and what he can do. Yeah. Same, same, dude. Um... Now I, I had a feeling this was gonna happen. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're both talkers, and so yeah, we're, we we're 35, 35 minutes in. We have not gotten to the episode. No, thirty-five <laughs> minutes. Uh, so that's, but that's so what I, I'm trying. No, no, no. I'm trying something new with this show, honestly, and I'm trying to just let the conversation go where it goes. Yeah. And so, you know, when we get to the episode, we get to the episode. However long we spend on it, we spend on it. So, yeah. um, but I just enjoy that talking about one series can take us everywhere. It's fantastic. Yeah. So yeah. jumping into the series now, finally, um, what did you think kind of overall? Because going into this episode, um, coming from last week, coming from the last couple yeah. episodes, for me, it was a bit of a taking a step back. It was a bit of a um, – they were like building, building, building. They're yeah. like, you know – how can you get better? And then the next week it did get better. It got more dark and more crazy. Yeah. Um, it's, eventually it had to simmer back down for an episode or two, right? What did you think? Yeah, I agree. I felt this was really quite flat um, compared to, so like the, the pinnacle for the series for me is that Doctor Strange episode. Um, yeah purely because of what happened. He destroys the entire universe. I mean, bloody hell, yes. you can't get bigger than that, to be fair. Um, but yeah, it kind of like, it, it just fell flat. I didn't really find any moment in this episode where I went, that's great, that's brilliant, that's mm. really clever. Um, yeah, it's hard, really. I was trying to think about it, um, like really sort of in depth about, you know, where it goes, why it changes so drastically 
And the main takeaway for me, I think, really, is that there was an opportunity for Killmonger to sort of be challenged, you know, in terms of his thought process, where he goes mentally, you know, mm-hmm. with his with his plan. Um, I thought they might do a bit more on his struggle, like an internal struggle, you know, like yeah. ultimately he is driven by this desire to get back to Wakanda, to take over Wakanda at any means necessary. But I wanted and I hoped that that was what they were going to do. They were going to focus more on because he saves Tony, somebody who mm-hmm. is, you know, possibly conflicted with his own methods, which they did yeah. hint at, at the start, but then they kind of overran it completely. Um mm-hmm. I was hoping they'd focus on on that, just like Killmonger, you know, working with Tony. He kind of goes, you know what, this is actually a good life. I don't need to, I don't, I don't need to sort of, you know, kill people mercilessly for, you know, my desire to get back to Wakanda and take over Wakanda. But mm. the, 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 where I where I realised they weren't going to do that was literally when, <laughs> I think it's when Tony Stark is back and they say. Um, he says, um, uh, I, saw, I saw my own weapons killing Americans. So what we're going to do is we're going to build better weapons, bigger weapons. I'm going to kill everyone. Yeah. And I thought, OK, yeah. this is part of Killmonger's plan. He wants Tony to build these bigger weapons. He wants mm-hmm. him to create something which is going to help him get there. And there's no there's no hope for him. And even when they were constructing sort of like the, the big mech suit, I thought, come on, there's got to be a moment here where he goes, oh, this is too much. This is mm-hmm. way too much. But they, they never they never did it. It was just a constant sort of train right the way through to yeah. him getting to Wakanda. They didn't. Yeah. They never had that moment for Killmonger, but they did have it for Tony. He, he did hit yeah. a moment yeah. when 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 Claw became involved, Ulysses Claw became involved. Um, he's like, OK, no, what are we yeah. doing here? Yeah, those were sort of like the, the main points, weren't they? Everyone else around Killmonger seemed to have the, that moment of realisation, but he never had it himself, which is which is what I really wanted. I mean, bringing Claw back, I love Andy Serkis, so just hearing that voice again, I was like, yes, fantastic. Yeah. 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 And oh, then the voices I, I thought were great. This is an episode packed full of, 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 of the original voices, right? We didn't yeah. get... Obviously, Robert Downey Jr., we didn't get Gwyneth Paltrow, but, like, yeah. damn near everyone else was there. Um, Don Cheadle was there. Um, yeah. Michael Jordan yeah. was there. Like, they they pretty much had everyone else besides those two. So it it was it was really cool to see. Um, yeah. I, I, like, some of the episodes have been light on the original actors, um, but, like, this is one that has a lot of them. Like, most of them are voiced yeah. by the original actors. Um one thing that I had an issue with early on in this episode is when Black Panther shows up. Yeah, um, it kind of just happens, doesn't it? It kind of it happens, just, and then before you've got a chance to realize what's going on, he's out of the game immediately. Yeah. And I found it a little bit jarring because I was like, it doesn't really fit. Maybe they should have saved that bit for later on. I don't, yeah. I don't, yeah, I, d- I didn't really understand why he was there so quickly and on his own as well. <laughs> right. And there there's another part to that that doesn't really fit. Uh King T'Chaka is still alive. So why is T'Challa Black Panther? Why is he showing up in the Black Shouldn't it be King T'Chaka who's still yeah. the Black Panther? Also it's a little early like he didn't take up the mantle of Black Panther until his father died and he was yeah. going to get revenge on 
um, the Winter Soldier. Like that was the whole plot. That happens much later. What is he yeah. doing as Black Panther so early? And how do you, I don't know? It, it just seemed, it seemed like that that didn't fit. He shouldn't have been Black Panther yet. It wasn't yeah. time for that yet. So there have been a few other moments like that throughout mm-hmm. throughout the series. Um, yeah. That don't really sort of make sense. So like in in the in the Doctor Strange one, obviously the 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 moment in time which is a fixed point is when she dies in the car, but yeah. it never tells you where the branching off of the reality happens in that yeah. Doctor Strange episode because you just kind of go in and she's waiting to be picked up for him uh, by him. So with that episode, I was like, yeah, okay, my favorite episode, but I still had sort of like, where, where's the branching off point? Yeah, I thought they'd they tell you in every single episode where that branching off is and where it started. It seems yeah. like, you know, in this one, yeah, the branching off point is when Killmonger saves uh, Tony Stark. But yeah, yeah there, there are other things in there, like you said, with uh, with T'Challa. It's like, well, what? how has he come to get hold of the Black Panther, the mantle already? Is that as a is that as a ripple effect of Killmonger being active earlier or? Yeah, they just it's the thing with these episodes. It's something that has has tracked through for me is that there's a lot going on in these episodes, a hell of a lot, and they're really really short. And I yeah. think a lot of the time, for me anyway, for me personally, it's you know, the cutting short certain aspects because of the runtime. If they were a little bit longer like, you know, up to 45 minutes an episode, you know, mm-hmm. just that little bit longer, you we'd get a better picture of, you know, some of these characters, where they've come from, what they're doing, what their emotions are. That's a big thing for me is like some of these characters, some of the moments we've seen, they've never, they haven't had time to dwell on the emotions, like the emotional impact of what they're going through, what they've realized. Um, like the zombies episode last week, when, um, when Scott Lang sees Wasp, you know, it kind of just, kind of just happened you know, they, they, yeah. they saw her and then they went away and there was no sort of like, oh, bloody hell, she's dead. It just kind of went, right. he went, oh, Hope, it's you. And then they jetted <laughs> off and yeah. I was like, no, you've got, there's got to be a moment there where you go, oh shit, that's Hope. That's the, that's the woman I've fallen in love with. Similarly, yeah. when Bucky sees Cap on the train, they have that little bit of a, a moment. But like you guess said last week, you know, the zombies in the comics, they could feel... You know, they, whenever they feasted, they they got a certain level of their own, you know, humanity back. And I was hoping, yeah. you know, if it was a little bit longer, we'd get those little tiny nuggets, you know, of like, I, I remember who you are, you know, Captain Bucky, I remember who you are, but I've got to eat you, you know, just anything, just like a little bit yeah. of extra. And if we had that extra runtime, we'd probably get that rather than just going from this section to that section to that section. And it happens. It happens in this episode, like I said, with, with Killmonger. I think it, if it was a little bit longer, I like to hope we probably would have got, you know, more of the emotional impact. You know, you know, maybe I don't want to do this. Maybe, you know, maybe I should change my way. Um, you know, see more of that interaction between him and Tony and how that might have affected his his thought process. But it didn't didn't really happen. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that that with a little bit longer of a runtime, we could get 
more time for that those emotional beats and just to fill out the story a little bit more like where we're yeah. wondering why why is this world like this where was the where was the tipping point right um what was the nexus event of this of this that's place it, that's the key word the nexus event what is the what is the key nexus yeah. event yeah so but at the same time it is also fun that because i don't think it would ever end like once they showed you this i think you'd still speculate like well, well what about this what about this like yeah. What yeah, happened oh, yeah. in between? But what's fun about it is uh, a positive of that is that it leaves you a lot of room to speculate about what happened before and speculate yeah. about what happens next in this universe. Because um, uh, besides the Doctor Strange one, all of these would have very different and interesting kind of universes fill out like the yeah. captain carter episode like i kind of wanted to see how that affected the avengers and how that affected everything that they did yeah. um and same with like like this episode it ends before you know th there's more to come it, it shows yeah. you that like this isn't over and then it ends so part of it is is annoying but at the same time it's a little bit of fun because it, yeah we can talk we can talk about it like this you know for yeah, hours exactly. yeah so. this is it I mean, I might, I might, I might be sounding a bit more, more negative than I'm aiming to be, um, because it is, like you said, it is a lot of fun. You know, um, I've enjoyed a lot of what I've seen. Like the Captain Car episode for me was great. I, I love, I love everything about the first Avenger because I'm a big World War Two nut. So I love all that little, all that little stuff and how you know the MCU's taken it and sort of blown it out of proportion. You know, with all the weapons, everything, and Hydra um so yeah i want i've got a feeling i do have a feeling that we will see the be seeing these characters again in later episodes maybe in like season two or something because like you said yeah. it leaves everything open doesn't it so the way captain the captain carter episode ends you know um uh, what's his name nick fury and hawkeye are there and saying you know all right captain we've we've got to talk to you you know so they, they are leaving it open, like you said, so they, they must be bringing them back in some form. Yeah. Either, I, I, I doubt they'll bring them back in movies. I'd love to see Captain Carter back in a movie. Um, that would be cool, yeah. Yeah, like exactly like that. Full full armour, full shield, and that big-ass sword as well. She's got to have that sword. If she comes back, she's got to have that sword. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I do think, apart from the zombies episode, that we, we, we might see them again in some form because mm -hmm. i think i think they've changed the way they've released them because there was a leak i think of like the episode order and i think they've changed the release order to mix yeah. it all up so yeah I, I don't know nobody knows what's coming now i don't think but yeah, yeah i am I hoping that we do so like like you said it's ending on cliffhangers like this killmonger episode it ends you know and you go okay there's more to come clearly there's more to come you know hopefully right. we'll get that and i think we right. will get it to be fair yeah, I think the one that that I most want to see next is the. Uh, honestly, it, it wasn't my favorite episode, but the cliffhanger was my favorite. Is the um, T'Challa Star Lord episode, <laughs> and at the end they show Star Lord. Um, they show Ego showing up to find Star Lord already yeah. as a young adult, and um, yeah, I want to see where that goes. I want to see how Star Lord or how Peter Quill's life is affected by you know not being abducted yeah. with child yeah, because that that leaves it in sort of like the place where um ego's almost enacting his plan isn't he because he gets hold of him and you know does that sort of 
it's hard to describe where he pierces him and starts draining him or whatever because you see all that white light and everything so you wonder whether you know the next part of that is to Charles Star-Lord you know battling that or having to deal with the ramifications of Ego's plan coming together and actually you know coming to pass yeah yeah it was a weird episode that I didn't know what to make of it I still don't know what to make of that episode there was so many again same thing there was so much going on I didn't really have time to process much of it like the, the that Thanos just being one of the goons, <laughs> brilliant, absolutely brilliant. It was, at the same time, I was like, I don't really get it. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely the the happiest of all the episodes. It was uh, oh, yeah. there was nothing negative about that episode. Like it was all fun and games. Yeah. So, I mean, it's cool to have a departure like that. But for me, the the whole idea of the What If series is that like, how much darker could things get? How much different had could this have gone and turned out badly? You said it last week, didn't you? Like the darker this series has got, the better it's mm-hmm. got. The the further away they've stepped from sort of like the mainline MCU, um, the better it's got. The focusing on, you know, more of the side characters and how like a single moment for that side character can have an effect on the entire universe. I think that's what I I want to see more of. You know, even even I'd, I'd take a, an episode on Happy Hogan. You know, if Happy Hogan something just happened to him how that would yeah. drastically affect, you know, Spider-Man, for example, or, um, yeah, just some smaller characters from the origin, from the Hulk film with Edward Norton in. Just try that, see what goes goes there. Yeah. If it was Betty Brant who, um, Betty Ross, sorry, not Betty Brant, Betty yeah. Ross who, you know, became the Hulk or something like that, just fiddle around with that, go a little bit, a bit, a bit weirder with it. Because that's what I wanted from this series. I just wanted something just that little bit more weird and i know it's hard because with marvel because obviously they've got this abundance of characters but if they reveal something that almost becomes the definitive version of that character so if they did reveal gambit in a multi-universe that would become the 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 mcu version of it even if it was oh no this is just a branch off what if they can't really do it likewise they wouldn't be able to you know, reveal Moon Knight too early, I don't think, at this point, because everyone will go, well, that's Moon Knight. Um, well, no, because we've got this main series that's going to be debuting next year. No, yeah, but in what if he looked like that? It would... Yeah. I understand why they can't sort of go completely crazy, which is a bit of a shame, but hopefully as time goes on, they might be able to. Yeah, yeah, they might. I mean, they they definitely did it with Kang, right? They they showed this different version first. Yeah. Um, and that that does make it a bit confusing, especially for especially I don't think there's any casual fans left like watching watching this stuff. But no, uh, if you no, were, I don't think if, either. <laughs> if you were just a casual fan, though, or even just like a, a little more than than normally interested fan, um, it might be a little confusing that you met this guy and then he's completely different the next time you see him, you know. Yeah. Um, but that's that's the whole multiverse thing. So, uh, yeah. I'm here for it. I, 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 yeah, I think this kind of does leave all the, um, all the casual fans in the wind. Like yeah. now that we're doing this multiverse, it's like it's a little too inside baseball to like, yeah, yeah. you know, it's like they come in and they're like, what's going on? All these jokes are inside jokes. I don't get anything. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's, so it's gonna be tough. Yeah, it's purposely niche for hardcore fans, isn't it? I mean, yeah. there's even been a couple of moments where I've gone, oh, I I didn't get that reference. 
<laughs> I did like the reverse of yeah. Captain America. I, I didn't get that reference, but then, you know, <laughs> yeah. reading reading through everything at the end, I've been like, okay, yeah, I get where it means. I get what they mean. But yeah, you're right. If you if, if you're if you're even just slightly outside of the orbit, you ain't gonna get most of this stuff. Yeah. yeah. So circling back to this episode a little bit, what what I thought, one thing I thought was kind of clever uh, was the way that Killmonger infiltrates Wakanda. He still used the same trope of like bringing the body of Ulysses Claw, but yeah. he went through all of this, like the entire episode was him getting these mechanized, these, these giant robot war robots built. Right. Yeah. Um, and it turned out that was all a farce. Like that was all to be an enemy for him to defeat. Like that yeah. was, pretty clever rather than using i i was thinking yeah they're going to use these to infiltrate wakanda because it's so hard to infiltrate yeah but using it where he goes to wakanda first and he's there to defend them against these giant robots that was really clever i thought that was pretty cool like i wasn't expecting it to, to switch around like that yeah. um so i thought if nothing else was was super clever in the episode that part caught me off guard i was like oh okay yeah. this that's where they're going with this um so where he can actually be the savior and and actually get the black pe- the black panther mantle um yeah. instead of just going in and, and taking over yeah. they're actually supporting him so i thought that was a cool little twist on it that i wasn't expecting i thought like i thought it was about to be like oh this is all out war we're gonna go in and bust in and take over yeah, um, yeah. but no yeah, he he used it all as so that he and the Wakandans would have a common enemy. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, yeah, it sort of it sort of emphasized how clever he is. I mean, we got we got we got a little taste of that in the film. Um, you know about how clever he is, how you know how he can manipulate all these other forces around him. But yeah, it was you're right. It was really really smart, like using that as like a subterfuge in order to gain everyone's trust obviously Shuri at the end doesn't trust him at all um but you've got to have that little you've got to have that little bit of doubt in there don't you but yeah you're right because I turned to the missus when they were building the uh the mech suit and I thought yeah he's going to use that to blast through Wakanda's defenses they're going to make thousands of them blast through Wakanda's defenses like we saw in Infinity War you know a very similar setup you know just go for it guns blazing and then he'll just rule over a burnt kingdom but yeah yeah i really enjoyed that sort of like that twist on it like um leading the charge leading the vanguard jumping on that that, those huge rhinos and plowing through because they showed it with the other characters that were in the battle as well they looked to him saw him going through it and thought this is it we'll we'll follow him we'll do exactly what he's doing and everyone sort of rallied around him you know the wakanda forever um chanting and everything as well it really sort of it was it was interesting to see like the the parallels and sort of like you know to what happens in black panther you know when yes. they're, when they're rallying together um what i liked as well is that in black panther the main battle takes place in day in this one it's at night so there is still yeah. that element of like yeah this is all part of his plan it's really dark he's hiding something but everyone's still rallying around him. Just mm-hmm. that, just a little sort of like visual sort of cue for me. That was like, yeah, this, it's it's entirely different what he's doing. But yeah, I, 
yeah, I, I agree. Really, really clever. Yeah, and it, it, it would. Another thing I liked is that it worked out. He was able to kill T'Challa, straight up kill him in this, and and yeah. then still have the trust of all the Wakanda people. Like they had no idea he had killed. So he got to be this super bad guy, and yeah. then go in there and and have them love him. They loved yeah. him. He They're played, like, oh, played that really well. Yeah, yeah, he played that really well. I like how they sort of because um, he, he sort of pinned the blame on Rhodey, didn't he? Like they they killed each other kind of thing. I really mm-hmm. like that. That's a very Shakespearean sort of way of doing yeah. things, you know. And then you had Ulysses Claw come out and go, oh, "What have you done?" Which is, you know, yeah. as soon as he as soon as Claw came out of the darkness and I knew he'd seen it, I was like, "Yeah, Claw's dead again. They're gonna kill Claw again, exactly yep. the same way." But yeah, that was really, really clever. That I suppose that's why they brought um, T'Challa in so early. They needed that sort of like, you know, pitting the war against you know the U.S. and Wakanda, and using yeah. that as a cover, you know, to initiate his plan, make it seem like the real enemy is the U.S. and not and not him. Yeah, mm-hmm. really, really smart. I like that bit with Rhodey because I was like, what are they gonna do here? Obviously, every everything's here. All the all the all the um, vibraniums here. You know, surely it's just going to fall apart. Yeah. But played it brilliantly. Yeah. I, I liked how, see, and as I said in the beginning, this is, to me, a step-down episode, but that doesn't mean it's bad. Uh, yeah. I still, yeah, exactly. Still yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, um, the action, and it's really great, um, lot, a lot of, like, fighting action going on in this. And, yeah. and then, you know, obviously that twist was probably the best part for me of like the mm. way he did it. Um, but another cool thing is at the end, it leaves a lot of speculation. Like, man, like where, how far does this thing go? Because, yeah. you know, Shuri and and Pepper are on the case. You know, they're going to try to yeah. right the wrongs and, and out him for who he is. Um, but in the meantime, it's like, the U.S. government is trying to infiltrate Wakanda. Um, yeah. It, how does this look on a world stage? Like I was thinking about that. Like, okay, first you, you could say maybe the Americans could manipulate it to look like they were the good guys, right? Yeah. Um, we, we've kind of done that uh, a lot of times. <laughs> so I'm like, how how could they make it like, oh, Wakanda did something wrong to us? Now we have to go there and yeah. infiltrate. Um, and then. Uh, you, they they did they said like oh they killed tony stark so now we have yeah. to go get a revenge this is very reminiscent of like 9-11 stuff like that's the vibes i got from it like hey we we have to rally together and go yeah. go to this far off land and and get the bad guys right yeah, and definitely, yeah. and then on the wakandan side you know it, it looks like to like to them they're their own heroes they have yeah. no idea that anything wrong happened like that Killmonger is a back they think he's great um so there's that and and there's how does the rest of the world see this do they see it as like the American aggressors or do they see it as you know the Wakandans are the bad guys can the you can the U.S. frame it in a way that makes the world go oh those those are bad actors over there um it's interesting to see and like how far does that go does this become bigger do other people get involved in this yeah. This war, you know. Yeah, it's interesting. So. Yeah, I didn't really think of it like that at first, but you're right because there was all those moments where um, T'Chaka's um, 
talking to the UN, I think it is. You only see it dead briefly. But yeah, they're dealing with the ramifications of what happened with Rhodey and his son. So you get a little bit snippet with that on the news about, you know, what's happening, how it's being perceived. Um, but yeah, you're right. It's it, it is. Well, I, I feel kind of bad about saying that it felt flat because there are all these interesting sort of yeah. tidbits that you can expand on that I hope they expand on. Um so I'm not I'm not sure flat is particularly fair, but it's just the way I, I felt after the episode, purely because I went, okay, yeah, that was that was serviceable. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought it was okay. I think that's where my sort of focus is. But like you said, when you're talking about these episodes, this is when you start to sort of see possibilities. And yeah. for me, it's just hoping that they 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 go with those possibilities. They run with those ideas. So yeah, it, w- it would be interesting to see, you know. What, where it goes you know if they eventually introduce like namor for example if mm-hmm. you know the us makes a deal with atlantis to help them invade wakanda or something like that you know as a result of all this you know and um you know maybe uh killmonger has to make a deal with uh some russian agents or something i don't know it'd be interesting to see you know if they how far they want to push it how far they want to go you know, make a world war out of it, so so to speak. Yeah. Be interesting that. Yeah. I must yeah, say, I like the what the one through line for me about the about this entire series so far, and it was highlighted in this, um, in this episode, was the art style. Like you said, you were talking about the fighting, like the fight scenes looked great with the art style. The art style really plays to the fight sequences, and mm-hmm. some some of my favourite scenes in this series have been when. You know, you see that image of the watcher in the background, you know, overlooking certain things. It's really, really haunting, you know, sometimes when he's just there overlooking you yeah. know, in the clouds or whatever. And um, yeah, there was a few moments in this when he's in sort of like the Wakandan plains and you can see him, you know, right at the back, mm-hmm. you know, just watching almost at key moments, you know, when key decisions are made. Yeah, it's really quite striking at times. Really, I really love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, isn't it? So that's that's I think that's the, my favorite thing about doing this podcast is, is that you watch an episode. Sometimes it's like eh, it, it was all right, um, but then you get to talking about it and you dig yeah. a little deeper and you're like, you know, that was actually a little better than I initially thought it was. Like, you know, yeah. the the more you talk about it, sometimes and, and sometimes the opposite. Sometimes the more you talk about it, you go, you're like, I guess it wasn't yeah. that great. You know, that tends so, to happen quite a lot with me when I'm talking to a, to a few people. I'm like, oh no, we, somebody picks something out, or and they realize, yeah. and you go, oh, that didn't work, and then kind of snowball effects, and you go, oh, what have I done here? I've just ruined this entire film for me, or this entire yeah. series. But yeah, I think everyone has differing opinions on this series, don't they? Like, thing, the good thing about picking and having different stories each week is that there's something for everybody, isn't there? So like I said yeah. at the start, I really sort of really latched onto the Captain Carter episode. Wasn't the best, but there were the imagery in it, some of the things that were in it, like her use of a sword and you know the shield and everything, really really grabbed me. The Doctor Strange episode really grabbed me because of just the sheer fact that the universe is destroyed. You know, there re- there is something for everybody in this series, which I think is the yeah. best thing about it. Yeah, and I think I think it's gonna make for an interesting. I usually do a a roundtable discussion at the end of each series. Like I'll do the all the episodes individual, and then I do a, a roundtable where I bring back yeah. a 
a couple of the people who were on the episodes, the individual episodes, and we discuss it now that it's all over. I think this is going to be one of the better ones to do this with because we might have very different ideas of what the best episode was, what the worst episode was, you know, who's the favorite alternate character, you know, Yeah, Um, yeah. it, 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 it leads a lot more for like individuals to have a lot of different opinions, like wildly different opinions. Yeah, yeah. Whereas like I, like I said, in the Loki series, most of the people like the finale the most, right? I was yeah, the only. Yeah. Whereas I feel like a series like this, you might get this guy likes this one, this guy likes this one, this one completely disagrees. He hated that one, you know. Um, yeah. I think it's going to be fun to talk about like that because of that. There's something for everyone, you know. Yeah. And and there's going to be something in there that that also that everyone doesn't like very much. So, um, yeah, I, I think it, it's interesting because. I, I was looking at the episode list on IMDb and they've already got them um, like graded, right? Like yeah. each episode and the Captain Carter episode, I think we're all pretty on the money with, with where people are with these series because, or yeah. with these episodes, because the first episode, Captain Carter and this episode were both 7.1s, which is the lower end. And then yeah. the rest of the episodes are, are in the eights, upper eights. So um, with, I think, zombies and the Doctor Strange episode, I'm pretty sure are on the same same yeah. level. And then these two are the, the least liked. It's still good. It's seven point whatever, seven point one. Yeah, um, yeah. But but not not as high as the other ones, not as high rated as the other ones. So, yeah, you're right. Yeah. 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 I think our yeah, Doctor Strange is at nine, a solid nine. Okay. What it's on eight point one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that one hundred percent. I think the Doctor Strange episode for me was my favorite too. Like we were saying a minute ago, you know how you feel right after the episode. Um, yeah. It might change, but like when I finish that episode, I'm like, eh, that's the best one. <laughs> like that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if they're gonna be able to top this just because it was so he destroyed the entire universe yeah you, you can't get much like crazier than that like yeah. what <laughs> that's that's insane yeah not only that but as a character at that point he's fundamentally broken like emotionally he's broken yeah because yeah. he realizes what really got me in in that as, as soon as he saves her it's literally like you've, you've made a mistake and he can't turn it back at that point. It's he's literally gone past the point of no return. It's only when he hits that point where he realizes, you know, that he has made the mistake and he can't change it. He can't bring it back. And it's, it's seeing him literally trying to stop the universe from collapsing, you yeah. know, screaming, crying for it to stop. Yeah, just all those emotions. You go through that. Like I was saying earlier on about like not having time to deal with emotions, but because this that Doctor Strange episode focuses squarely on him, yeah, and his desire his unrelenting will to fight time, literally, you know, you get all that emotional journey. You see him struggling, you know, trying to break this singular point. And when he does, he kills everyone. And he has, you see him with that emotional weight at the end, you know, in that final, when he's stuck in that prison almost, um, you see him just wrestling with that. You have to wonder, where, where is he? You know, if we right. see him again, I'd love to see 
I think of all of them, I think I'd love to see him just in some yes. form. Like I'd love to see because obviously it's Benedict Cumberbatch's voice. I'd love to see him in live action form with that. You know, even if we just see him in the prison, you know, that prison of the universe. I'd love to see it just for even a brief moment. You know, see that pain in real life. Yeah. What do you, What do you think about the uh, the theory? I don't even know if this is a theory. It might just be mine. But that um that that's the Doctor Strange we're seeing in that Spider Man. Um, no way home trailer that it's a different version of strange i don't know if it's that version of strange but no because that version of strange is really really evil isn't he i mean <laughs> the, the, ver- yeah. the the strange you see in the trailer seems really cunning like almost like he has that yeah. ulterior plan the strange mm-hmm. in that universe in that episode was almost a fundamentalist you know it was almost an extremist wasn't he he was going to do it there was no turning back you couldn't stop him he was going to absorb as many souls as possible to achieve his end goal. I mean, if he was looking for redemption, I'd probably say it was, but I don't get anything in the trailer where that yeah. Doctor Strange seems to be looking for redemption or anything. I think there's some ulterior motive at play um, with that Doctor Strange. I do, I do think it is a different Doctor Strange, but yeah. I'm not entirely sure. Because I know, I know you said. Um, he guessed last week said something about Mephisto as well. <laughs> no, <laughs> if, if it's so. Mephisto, I will eat my hat. I will, in fact, I'll, <laughs> I'll, eat, I'll eat this microphone if it's Mephisto. I really will. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I do. I do think it's a, an alternate Doctor Strange, but I'm not sure how it fits in. That's one thing I'm looking forward to is, you know, if this is another, obviously, it's going to be another part of the multiverse, isn't it? I'm looking forward yeah. to seeing how that plays out. You know, and what the ramifications are for that, because I think that's what everybody's waiting for. Does he get stuck in this alternate universe? Does it reset his universe or our, our universe or the mainstream Marvel universe? Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Does it, it does it, do they pull a flashpoint with it and it's like a, a different stream now? That yeah. would be interesting. Like if they do something to the main timeline, like, yeah, you know, eventually I feel like after this storyline plays out, they have to return to a main timeline. But what's yeah. that going to look like? Is it going to be like a, a mix of the timelines? Like you get a character from this place, a character from this place, and they're kind of all yeah. thrown together. You know, the, the X-Men comics did this a lot and where they yeah, would have like they would have a future version of a character be here or like the Age of Apocalypse version of a, of a character be yeah. in the main timeline. And it was um. It could get confusing. It could get a little a little wacky. I don't I don't always like it, but I I'm interested to see what it looks like in live action yeah. on the big screen. Like that's that's intriguing to me and how much they can do now that they've incorporated series. Yeah. I mean, this is just insane. This is It is it is when you think about it, isn't it? Like the, the sheer the sheer like where they could go with it is it's yeah. unprecedented. It's really insane. Just trying to make sense of it with the limited information that we have is just it's mind-blowing sometimes yeah and just what they've done already is it it's wacky man it's like the (laughs) the fact that the fact that we've got 20 something films that all connect that's already an unprecedented crazy thing like it's it's never been done before not like that (laughs) Um, and then to, to on top of that do something even maybe even crazier and go, you know what? We're going to have shows that are on television and they're actually going to be part of it too. Yeah. Like, can you imagine that? Like that, 
yeah. at any other time with any other film series, if they were like, let's also make a series on TV that affects these movies yeah. and the movies affect the series. Like they, they've yeah. had movies that, that they spin off into series. They've done that. They've done, you know, and they've turned series into movies like the twilight yeah. zone. Right. Um, <laughs> or, or, or star Trek, which I guess star Trek is kind of the same, like in a sense. Yeah. In a, in a, in a, in a certain sense. Yeah. Because yeah, the series do track along with the films, don't they? But even then, they're not strictly bound by what happens. They may have like sly references, but they're not. It's not like, you know, certain characters pop over completely. Yeah. 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 So just this. Yeah. Just the sheer like the bigness of what they're doing here is is already crazy. So I'm like what they could do. It's the possibilities are endless with what they've already done. Is, is so unprecedented that like it's limitless yeah. where they could go it's crazy um yeah. did you did you see the other day that they've announced like four more films for i think it's 2023 or something so we've yeah. already got like another i think it's like 15 odd films coming out in the next three or four years or something it's just absolutely mm. crazy absolutely crazy do you nobody knows what, what those ones are. So we've we've had a list yeah. of like like what what we're getting up until Fantastic Four, and then we had yeah. mystery like five or six mystery films after that, and now we've got yeah. another four on top of it. It's like <laughs> it's, it's crazy. It's absolutely mind boggling. But they're that confident in what they're achieving. You know, obviously the money must be good as well. What they're getting, what they're raking in. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, like you said, they're just going for it, aren't they? They're just there's no stopping them. This train will carry on going. Yeah. Do you uh do you care to speculate on those the four films? Like, what do you think they're gonna do with that? I don't know. There's there's got to be. There has to be like a new Avengers film in there somewhere, doesn't there? Probably. There has to be. And um, I'd I'd probably suggest, given like the characters that we've seen coming through, I, I'd I'd have to guess that there might be a young Avengers. There has to be mm-hmm. a young Avengers film in there as well. If not to bring sort of like Kate Bishop into the fold, um, yeah, yeah, there has to be. And I'm not sure about any of the other because I want to see what happens with this, you know, the Spider-Man thing. I think that's going to be key. I don't think it's going to be that Spider-Man disappears from the MCU. I don't think Disney will allow it. I really don't. No. I think they'd. I think rather than letting him disappear, they will buy out Sony. I think that's where it's tracking. If they can't if they can't agree a deal for mutual share, they will just buy it out because they can. Yeah. And why wouldn't they? Because Spider Man it's the most watched trailer since Endgame, that Spider Man trailer. I mean, mm. that says it all. You know, I think they I, will just eventually they will just buy it all out. I think that um I think that when Tom Holland's done, which I think um I don't think it'll be honestly a whole lot longer. I, I think maybe yeah. this film he might he might be also in the multiverse of madness film. I think possibly who knows. Um, and yeah, I, I guess they could eke out one more yeah. Tom Holland Spider-Man film, but I'm thinking that eventually they're going to introduce Miles Morales. Like that's yeah. and so that's how that's something they could do with it. This is a perfect yeah. opportunity to bring him in. And usher yeah. Tom Holland out and have people be okay with it. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Definitely. Um, 
And Disney I, want Disney will want to be the spearhead of that. They won't want Sony to be the spearhead of that. Disney will right. want that poster up. Disney, Marvel, Miles Morales, Spider-Man. They will want that 100%. That's why I'm like, they're not going to let it slide because Miles Morales has sort of taken off in the last couple of years, hasn't he, with his appearance in the Spider-Man game, you know, all the comics, the selling bloody brilliantly. And the character himself is fantastic. And we got that Spider-Man into the, uh, into the Spider-Verse film. Fantastic. It's absolutely brilliant. Yeah. One of my one of my favorite animated movies ever. You know, they Disney want that. They want that live action and they want it all for themselves. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I think I think they will end up buying it. If they're gonna buy all of twentieth century Fox the way they did, I think that they'll have no problem buying out yeah. Yeah, at least at least that character from Sony yeah. and saying, Hey, we want that yeah. character back. We'll pay for we'll pay out the nose for it. So um yeah, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> uh, Andy, this has been awesome, dude. It has. It's been a really great discussion. Yeah. yeah I, I, really, really I, great. I think I think I'm gonna have to have you back for that round table that I was talking about. If you're yeah. interested in coming back, I'd like to set Absolutely. that up. Um but yeah, I had a great time talking with you. Just conversational yeah. chemistry is uh it, it, it's it's not always there, but I feel like it's there today. Yeah. I, I had a felt like yeah. a good conversation. That's, that's um, always my bag. I love nothing more than a good a good discussion. I really do. I love a good discourse on on anything. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and you know, just the fact that we were able to talk for over thirty minutes before we even got <laughs> into the episode, I don't know I, some people might be annoyed by that, but I'm telling you, it's, it's, it says something. It says yeah. something. So, um, I enjoyed it very much. Um, I hope that the people listening enjoyed it. Um, yeah, and I can't I wait to talk. I can't, I can't wait to talk to you again, man. Yeah, thank you very much. I can't. I can't wait to talk to you again as well. It's been really great. Thank you very much for for having me on. Like I said, my first transatlantic discussion. It's been been really great. All right, ladies and gents, that is going to do it for a fantastic conversation. I I I love it when it's that easy to talk to someone. It's not every single episode, you know, it's not every single guest, but every once in a while, you get someone that, that you just have what I call conversational chemistry with. And, and I definitely felt that with Andy. And I hope you guys picked up on it too. I assume you probably did because that conversation felt effortless. I, I, probably, I, I could have talked to Andy for like at least another hour. Which is, that's why I'm definitely going to have him back in the future. Uh, I'm, I'm going to get that hour in. So, all right. You know the drill. Well, I, if you're new here, okay, if you're, all right, if you're new, I guess you don't know the drill. So, if you're new here, don't forget to favorite or follow or subscribe to Marvel Plus. So that you get each new episode as soon as it drops every week. Uh, they, they, they usually come out pretty quick after the latest episode airs. I'm pretty good about getting them out within a day or two. So uh, if you are enjoying the podcast and you want to help it grow, reach a larger audience, the best thing that you can do to make that happen is tell your geeky friends. Tell everyone you know that, that might be interested in a show like this and 
share the episodes. Share the episodes on social media, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, wherever you can share them. Um, and, and then coming in a close second, the second best thing that you can do, and and by all means, do both of these things. I'm not saying pick one. Uh, but yeah, do all the things. But the second thing that you can do, uh, go over and rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcast, which really helps the show reach more eyes. And, you know, more eyes means more ears, and more ears means more regular listeners. Yeah, you get it. Uh, if you absolutely love the show, and it's one of your favorite podcasts, and you want more episodes, more content, more Marvel Plus, you can go over and throw a few bucks at the show on Patreon and get all that stuff in return. Uh, there's already a couple of bonus episodes and some behind-the-pod content over there right now. This week, I'll be adding a Shang-Chi review that I recorded with my son. And coming soon will be some pretty cool Marvel Plus merch that I've been working on. So if you're interested in all of that cool stuff, head on over to patreon.com slash Marvel Plus. And I'll put the link to that in the description. All right, last things last. If you want to reach out and leave your comments, questions, criticisms, praise, uh, you know, or if you're interested in being a guest on Marvel Plus, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at RealBrettScott. Or you can email the show directly at MarvelPlusPodcast at gmail.com. All right, my friends, I will talk to you again in one week's time. Thank you for listening. Once again, my name is Brett Scott, and this has been Marvel Plus. Mm-hmm.